have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. A new world order. Child sex trafficking. The deep state is trying to destroy Donald Trump's presidency. Loose the battle plans of heaven. It's all about control. Broadcasting live to the world now. It's the Weekend Vigilante, Sheila Zielinski. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of the Sheila Zielinski Show. Thank you for tuning into the program today. I hope you are tuning in on the app. That's right, the customized Weekend Vigilante app. Just go to your app store, and it's for all smart devices, Android, iPhone. Go check that out. It's just a one-stop shop. It's customized for you, the listener, and I'd love to get your feedback. If you are using the app, let me know. There's other ways to listen to the program. Just go to weekendvigilante.com, click on the Listen tab, and there's a ton of ways to listen, including the podcast, the YouTube channel, and excitingly, next week, Lisa Haven has asked me to fill in for her. So that's something to be watching for next week over there at Lisa Haven's YouTube channel. And I've also got the link for that in the description today. And speaking of YouTube, do not forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. I've got some great videos coming out in August. And also, I just started, I mean, it's long overdue, a green gospel page on Facebook. So look up Green Gospel and like that as well. Hey, and if you do not have a copy of my book, Green Gospel, get it. Check out the reviews over there at greengospel.ca. That's greengospel.ca as Dr. Timothy Ball, the renowned climatologist, who's coming on the show, by the way, in a few days, as he said, Sheila Zielinski in her book, Green Gospel, effectively demolishes what you think you know about the green agenda. So definitely go over there to greengospel.ca and get your hands on a copy of my book. It could not be more timely. Well, I want to jump right into the program. My guest is Russ Dizdar from shattertherdarkness.net. He's a regular on the show and he's a good friend. And where I want to start off here, Russ, you know, I've been talking about pedophilia for the last 10 years, and I'll tell you, I was never relegated more to the depths of the damned, and those are the nice ones, when I touched this topic, and it was exposing pedophilia, child sex trafficking. We were talking about this stuff when no one was. Why? Because it's one of the topics that is very near and dear to my heart, and that's why I was so happy to see this pairing, this team up, Craig the Sawman Sawyer and Russ Dizdar. I mean, teaming up with the Sawman, you talk to the vets at Hear the Watchmen. We've got a major spiritual warrior with a major physical warrior. I mean, you don't get much better than that, Russ. This is like the ultimate dynamic duo. Craig's Vets for Children Rescue, then your investigation unit. I mean, this is a fusion of the, if there was a, such a thing as God's Navy SEALs in the spiritual realm, well, Dev Grew SEAL Team 6 would have nothing on that, Russ. <laughs> well, that's, I I mean, that's what I believed. And I, I, I knew I was going to do that all the way down in my drive. I've never done that before, you know, with vets and stuff. But I wow. just, they have skills. 
But I will tell you, you're going to have to have, I mean, like Old Testament Israel, they had to wait on direction from God, you know, when the when the warriors went. So it was a inseparable connection to the direct leading of the Spirit of God, strategy that God would give them, and the actual battle. And and I believe he actually empowered them in that battle. And Lord. we got cases, Sheila. We are, there's some that I want to nail so bad, and there are kids that we're trying to locate, and there's some really bad people that we want to put away. Um, and see, my, my battle has been we're so overwhelmed with cases and people and people that are wanting to be trained and wanting to do this. So I decided yeah. uh, if you go to our SIU crime site, we are now going to go ahead and launch um, the recruitment aspect to become to build affiliates. Now, here's Praise here's here's my problem. I can't be in Oregon or in Denver to vet people. So we will have everybody coming in. will have a background you know, done on them. They're also going to have to come here for one of the training meetings uh, one or t- two times a year. But we are now going to create affiliates all across the United States, and that's going to be— uh, Oh, wow. Praise the Lord. Uh, and so we're going to also launch this Occult Satanic Crimes Human Trafficking Conference in here in Canton. I did one uh, two years ago, a smaller one, like 150 people. Well, I think this one will be about 500, but it's nothing but— dealing with occult, satanic crimes, ritual crimes, how to investigate, human trafficking, how to get after that. So we have um, we have like Tony Cal coming in, he wrote a book, Cop, Cop's Guide to Investigating the Occult. So we're going to be pumping out because I'm convinced, even lately with the feds that we dealt with, um, there's no way they, they really, really understand how to investigate satanic ritual crimes. Yeah. You, you know the spiritual side. Here's what I told Craig, too. I, I'm convinced, Sheila, there's no way to penetrate them barring the hand of God. They do rituals to to shield themselves. And just like we know our power, you know, the power of God is real, their powers are absolutely real. So I'm going to tell you right now, here's two things I found. Spiritually speaking, over the last 30 years, Franklin cover up all those kind of cases. They they weren't able to investigate this kind of, you know, with programming, multiplicity, no. you know, all they weren't able to penetrate it spiritually. Secondly, there's people that are corrupt. Even, you know, we, we have a major problem with a fed person right now, but, um, uh, you know, we've been we've been working on the uh, you know the the uh, exposure issue for you know, and we have done. We've turned states' evidence um, on on ritual murders and things like that. Like the Fed out of PA, uh, they didn't solve the case yet. We turned over the guy that did it. He tried to kill me in front of four cops, and and they know this. And it's like they 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 brought him in interrogation wise. And I said, listen, you don't know what you're you know you don't know how to interrogate him. You're you're interrogating like like um, the upfront person, like Jeffrey Dahmer. Dahmer had all these uh, sub person personalities and they never went after who created that in him you know i mean once you deal, deal with somebody who has subpersonalities somebody did that somebody created that in them and that's the problem um they don't go any further then uh, it's it, you have to track it you have to track it to the grant you know the mom and dad and to the grandfather and then uh, if there's a military side you got to track it i mean the spiritual side there's no question i think it and, and again when that's you know when we when we see the lord break you know the demonic side and in programming and then we actually have personalities that will take us to locations to where the stuff's been done that's how we have found incredible amounts of uh evidence and confiscated evidence and books of shadows and things like that. Uh, and, and we know that there's flash drives and videos and films. Um, same with the pedo groups. The pedo groups, most of the pedo groups that have been out there are inseparably connected to the demonic satanic side. And that's, again, why they, 
I mean, they're secretive enough, but then when they, they have a supernatural, you know, side that, again, just like God guides, leads, directs, I'm telling you they have on that side demons that lead, guide, direct, and protect them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and this programming is very, very complex. I recently did a, a YouTube video. It's called Exposed Hollywood Occult Satanic Dark Secrets of Freemasonry. And I talk about the Katy Perry and the, you know, these kids that go wayward after they get this MK Ultra, the Monarch programming. This is very in-depth Illuminati bloodline programming. And when you throw in the mix the demonic aspect of it, I mean, that is a concoction straight out of Hell's Kitchen. And so it's not just these Hollywood minions that get into the spirit cooking, although that gets into your Thelema, the Aleister Crowley magic not the entertainment kind, the high-level black witchcraft, the esoteric religions of Freemasons, bloodline Illuminati. This stuff is all sort of interconnected. Yeah, because, and that's why I think that what we've done for years is to say, how can you expose, if you don't understand, I mean, you don't have to participate with them, but you, but you can research them, study them to expose them. So you have to be able to, you know, to, you know, know something about them in order to expose them. Otherwise, it's it just stays, uh, you know, again hidden. You know, then then I think what the dark side counts on is, well, that's so weird. That's that's scary. That's weird. Uh, like the three monkeys, see no evil, speak no evil, and run from evil. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, you and I have always said, nothing to see here, folks. I mean, this is just so evil. What do you see in terms of, you know, the spiritual aspect of? perhaps churches having teams in each community, or you've got your Shatter Intervention Investigation Unit, but what do you kind of envision? Talk about a little bit more about that in terms of manpower. Well, I'm gonna. We, I mean, we have we have a local. We have a core. We have core teams. I mean, we are we are pretty. Uh, we have core team here that is like the highly my highly trained team. Eight, nine, ten people. They they're the ones that go with me overnight. Go into the backwoods. Go into the places. Dig up stuff. You know, work with victims. So I have a core team. We now have a core team too. Local. This is all local. Then we have hundreds hundreds, maybe more than that now, of those who are committed to the prayer level to pray for us. So um, here's the goal. The goal is to move to 10,000 prayer warriors. We're, do, we're doing a new map up, a way to connect to that. Then we're going to do the affiliate issue, which means we will train what you need to be spiritually. We will, we will, and, and so we're able to coordinate that. The issue is the requirements are going to be straight up. Um, I mean, even the local guys here, Everybody has a background check. Every one of my friend, all guys that we, you know, that I'm with, um, and girls, uh, they all have background checks. But spiritually speaking, they're, you know, they have to be cutting edge. If they're not going to be prayer warriors and soul winners, don't come with me. So that's that's the issue of a core team. I want, you know, core team guys. I mean, because when we do go out, the the moment we leave, we're all praying up in the car, in the vehicle. I got a special vehicle we take. I mean, we're going. They got backpacks. They got bug out packs. They got, you know, that's. That's uh, we don't tell it all publicly, and I don't tell where we're going publicly. But I've been in seven cities just on investigative stuff in the last month, you know, the last thirty days. Wow. So we take the teams in. They're praying up. They've got already a sheet to target in prayer. Um, we got people back home that are targeting prayer, and then uh, we divide up and 
you know, but if we stop at a gas station, by all means, witness to somebody, pray for somebody coming out. I mean, but see, the whole thing is be prayed up, be like Acts, you know, eight, be like Philip, uh, be ready to witness to anybody. Don't wait till we get into the backwoods. You might not meet anybody. So they're all geared up to be prayer warriors, soul winners, pray for people. Everyone needs to know how to do deliverance because I don't want my team members say, hey, Russ, come over here, uh, cast this demon out. It's like, no, you do it. Right. Um, you know, so that's, that's what we're going to do. We have, you know, and, and, and for the SIU shatters, you know, intervention group and investigative group. I mean, there's a doctrinal statement. There's, um, a, you know, requirements, the kind of person you are. So even if they're going to be an affiliate, we've got local affiliates, we've got people outside, obviously you gotta be, I mean, there's a spiritual requirement. There's, you know, where you stand biblically on things. Of course, there is uh, your conduct and we got to make sure about that. Uh, the number one issue, the conduct is that you got to honor Jesus wherever you go, and you're going to be willing to witness. Like uh, we've always been willing to witness to any cop, any fed, anybody else. We want to be a witness to anybody we have to interact with, psychologist, whoever else. That's what we're all about. So, doing that locally, it's much easier because you have. I have you know I meet with them weekly and I see them and and so forth. But um, if we have guys in Oregon, that, you know, so there's a manual coming. You're going to come in in November at the training. How to do the, how to build a team starting with two or three people and how to do this. And then it, it you know, and it all begins with your, your, you have to become a spiritually powerful person. Secondly, you know, you got to know and, and be a researcher. You, you need to dig and stuff. Like you just mentioned about most people don't know about, you know, if they did find a site, do they, is it Santeria or is it real Luciferian? Right. Is it, is it the, you know, is it a Baphomet? Is it the black mass indicator? Is it a satanic justice symbol? Um, so that's where they have to begin to know that they have to know anything at the beginning, but they have to begin to, you know, the requirements. Like, you have to go through three or four of my courses. The one on Satanism 101, you got to know the difference between Anton LaVey Satanism and the the, the the new Satanic Temple goof, you know, goofy guys from, from Harvard, and, you know, them guys, and the real Luciferian. Yeah. There's there's the real ones, the real stuff, the real, and here's the care, you know. Then here's the characteristics of them, and they will use Carlinian, you know, ritual. Um, so we want them to know as much as they can, but again, never with participation. Um, you, you can study the other side, you can look at the other side, you can research the other side. Uh, obviously, as a uh, as a believer, you're not going to, in any sense, participate with them, though. But I really think that God is getting ready. He's getting set to blow the lid off this complete entire thing. We were talking about the, you know, Jimmy Savile Gate, Sandusky Gate, McMartin Gate. Forget Pizza Gate. This is a deep, dark rabbit hole. And very few people are really aware of that level of deep darkness. It's such an overwhelming, massive issue. Where do you where does a guy even start? Well, um, here's what I here's what I start with Ezekiel chapter eight. We can go back a few thousand years to see exactly. I mean, this is selected by God for us to understand not just the past history, how the underground serpent worshippers. I mean, if you look at Ezekiel eight, that's exactly what we're talking about in the satanic pedogate organized systems. That's exactly how they operate. And and a good prophet Ezekiel, a good spirit filled prophet Ezekiel. I mean, here's a man of God. He didn't know. Because, again, that supernatural shield, the mysterium, the, the secret power of all this. So they have this shielding that even the good prophet didn't know that, hey, they're down in the caverns and they're hidden. That We call it I, two things, physical secrecy. 
like mafia, drug lords, that kind of stuff. And then supernatural secrecy, which is the harder part to break. Uh, because if you're just going in, I mean, I'm not saying there's, I, I've got people, we, we purchased the largest uh, investigative occult satanic crimes, I'm going to call lab lab, that was done by, you know, four law enforcement officials uh, over a 40-year period. We have all of that. But one of the reasons why, and, and I'm saying like, like you know, that the Franklin cover-up case, the McMartin things, the Mansfield, Ohio, 52 kids sexually, ritually abused in the Presbyterian Church. Two guys did go to jail. The rest of the people were never caught. The ring was never caught. So here's my issue. How do you track when there's programming, sub-personalities that are triggered to stay down so that the people, law enforcement, don't even know how to interrogate, follow up, take, you know, denial personalities that will come and deny the whole thing. So that's, that's what I'm talking about is that if, you, if we don't understand that side of it and the spiritual side of it, then it, most people are going to look at it. And I've, I've watched this with law enforcement and feds. That's why they can't penetrate yeah. and get in there and and do this. So but but to your question specifically, well because you and many others and 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 I've seen over the last, you know, 3 decades more believers stepping out to do exposure and learn to pray for exposure. We're commanded all the body of Christ is commanded in Ephesians 5 to to expose evil deeds of darkness. How could you expose them if you don't know them? Like remember what it says in the seven churches in the book of Revelation, you have those, you know, Thyatira that have not uh, well, the one church that don't have not known the deep secrets of Satan, the deep things. Well, the word is gnosko, meaning they didn't participate. So that's what I'm saying. In all of my research and any counter infiltration, even you, you know, as a believer, you can't participate in order to learn, but you can observe. You can, like the spies of Israel, they went in and spied. So there's there's things I won't say publicly, but there's things you can do to track to spy, to to find, as long as you rely on the hand of God, as in Ezekiel 8, only God was able to cut a hole into the uh, substructure, uh, the underground of radical evil. Only he could do that. And so when you mentioned the McMartin case, the Sandusky case, we are so highly invested in PA with the Sandusky case. Um, there are so many cases. I've been, Sheila, I've been in PA 180 times the last 20-some years. We have cases all over from Lidditz to Erie, all over PA because of the old German internment camps, the development of the what's called the ancient brotherhood, that the ancient brotherhood, they are the real Luciferian. They are the ones, they are the Ezekiel 8. They know the real power. They know the real agenda. And so with Sandusky and others, okay, you caught Sandusky, 50-some cases. There's probably another 150 kids that didn't, you know, uh, you know, boys that didn't come yeah. forward. But what you didn't catch was, in the context of Sandusky, Deputy Attorney General Roy Geikar goes in to indict him and going to unleash materials, and he's gathered massive information. He goes missing. We, we, we've been to the spot where he went missing, to this, next to the Susquehanna River, where they took out his hard drive, threw it in the river— course it was completely you know on uh, forensic wise they couldn't get into it so he's he's gone he's dead most likely been gone 14 years you know 15 years or whatever it is now so you got a uh, you got a an attorney general i mean deputy you got a guy like that caliber that they 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 arranged a meeting they, they took him look at kathleen kane the attorney general of the entire state ousted by the democrats republicans you know why because publicly kathleen kane 
had all the information of the Pedogate, Satanic Underground, all these kind of groups connected to judges and lawyers. You know what she did? And it was illegal. She uh, leaked purposely the information from the grand jury. That got her fired, and they want to put her in jail. But she leaked it, and anybody can research this. It caused judges to retire early and lawyers and others to be fired, even with her own Democratic rank. She cleaned house. She went after anybody within her own own offices, her own building, that was getting some of these pedophile pictures and rings. She went after everybody, and then they came after her. Well, that's right. She was no Johnny-come-lately. This was Pennsylvania's ex-attorney general, And what did they do? They sentenced her to jail for a grand jury leak. So, of course, you know, let's get her out of the way, get her in jail. Rush, she took on a state criminal justice establishment. She was the one that called them the Old Boys Club. But in the spring of last year, she actually released a report exposing decades of monstrous child abuse by Roman Catholic priests in the Pennsylvania area. I mean, you take on the church and the pedophiles at the very upper echelons, boy, you don't think you're going to get some blowback from that. I mean, this is what happens to these people. You know, you mentioned Guy Carr, Ray Guy Carr. What happened to him? Here's another attorney. Guy just disappears off the face of the the earth. This is the same guy who declined to prosecute Jerry Sandusky in 98. Vamos, disappeared, gone, no trial, just an empty car with a cell phone like you said, laptop down the bank. This is what happens to these people. They disappear. They shoot themselves in the back of the head five times. They trip down flights of stairs and break their necks. I mean, come on. The upper echelons, we're talking about high-level black magic, rituals, human sacrifice. I mean, this just isn't a case of, oh, a couple of politicians, they just like little boys. This goes way beyond that. But you can never get convictions on these people. Look at Jeffrey the sicko Epstein, good friends with Slick Billy Clinton. They go off to Pervert Island. What do they do over there? There's camera footage, Russ. The biggest sex slave scandal in the last 10 years. Mr. Billionaire Broker Wall Street and his orgy island shenanigans Flight logs showed that Billy Clinton flew on his Boeing 727 on at least a dozen occasions. But no, nothing to see here. You don't see Bill Clinton in jail. Yeah. Well, and I'm going to say again, there's two factors to that. There's two factors to Bohemian Grove. There's two factors to Mother of Darkness Castle in Belgium, the Mark Dutrieu case. There's two factors. The physical side, which includes... Over the years, this is how they operate. This is their mode of operation, MO. They they definitely recruit people within government, law enforcement, or they buy them out, or they train people to be actually become the cops, the law enforcement. I mean, they're already part of the system, and they're just simply going in to become this. So they have a high level of protection on a physical scale. And then they add the supernatural side, Sheila, and that, and I'm saying, um, that's why I'm, I believe in 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 our in our SIE site, we're going to be putting up all the old cases. I believe all the old cases, we can reinvestigate them. The cold cases, uh, the McMartin case, all those kids that were abused, where do they stand today? They they're still standing in the sense that, uh, hey, uh, I'm hurting. These things really occurred. Nobody believed us. And and I, I've got so many victims around us. we got a case right now. We involve feds. Federal analysts have come in. One of our major workers um, has worked with a girl that we've extracted thousands of dollars. People donated behind the scenes to extract this person out of a, a southern Ohio city. 
and uh, she's now she's been safe for a long time. Actually, the healing side of her has gone really good and quick. It's she's almost like totally healed, totally freed, totally you know definitely saved. But this whole ring uh, where we put up the picture, oh gosh, back in in the big ritual in February where I was sent a picture of a little boy in a cage. I can send that because now we're putting it out there. I can send it to you. You can put it out and say, hey, we're looking for this boy because the feds can't find him. Exploited, missing children's, their whole, their whole, you know, analytical side of, of knowing all the pictures and all the missing. They can't find him. I don't know about the dark web. I haven't gone there. But, but there's a kid that um, we've had active law enforcement interrogate this person and videotape the interrogations. We've had now local feds in Columbus, feds out of Columbus, fed victim assistance people, fed analysts, all interrogate this individual over the last, you know, four and a half, five months. The story is consistent. The boy was abducted, taken, brought to a particular house. We know where it's at. We've been there, not inside, but outside. Um, on that ritual date, uh, he was not only sexually abused, and this individual will tell the story, and again, we have video of it now, uh, and I've, I've sat down and talked with him numerous times, this person. They'll tell the story about the boy and how they went down the hallway, and the little boy asked, can you please help me? And he, he, he said the little boy's name is Sam. According to the detailed stories gone over 15, 20 times now, um, he was sexually and then ritually killed, somewhat cannibalized, and then discarded and taken, a group of individuals. And you bet you understand how badly I want these people nailed. And, and uh, on the one hand, uh, but we're not giving up on little Sam, the picture of him anyway. We want him, I want people to know who he was. And we need to be able to do something about that. It's like the two girls on the FBI page, that little poster I have on my site. And I'm talking about Shadow of the Darkness site, the SIUcrimes.com site, uh, Sarah and Kathleen. Sheila, they were slaughtered. We're talking st- being stabbed, jabbed for bloodletting over 100 times all over their bodies, sexually brutalized, and eventually killed. One on satanic revels, one on demon revels. It was done completely four and the individual that I engaged that tried to kill me in front of four cops, they barely, four cops barely leg chained him, arm chained him. That's the one I write about in the beginning of the Black Awakening who rose up in a German demonized guttural voice screaming, we are the legions that shall rule the earth. Um, he slaughtered these two girls and he's not nailed yet. I mean, we've turned state's evidence. We've gone after him. We've provoked him. We've done things. I'm praying. I am. I I, I want this guy because he's like a Jeffrey Dahmer. If you don't stop him, if you don't stop him, um, this goes on. This goes on. Right. Well, and don't you find it interesting that these sick, twisted weirdos like the John Podesta types, they themselves have artwork and pictures of a lot of Jeffrey Dahmer's victims. I mean, how twisted and sick is that? So, you know, these guys are into this deep, dark, occult, ritual, magic and cannibalism and blood sacrifice. What did, in your opinion, go wrong with Jeffrey Dahmer because no doubt this is a case of satanic ritual abuse and a program multiple. In your opinion, what was the scoop with Jeffrey Dahmer? Oh, we, we've got that case. I mean, we've worked that case really. I mean, one of our earlier trainers, and he wasn't really uh, specializing in SRA. 
uh, but he was specialized in satanic, you know, rituals. He wrote the book, the and a good good for everybody to read and get it on. You can get it now on on Amazon for a couple bucks. Called the Satan Hunter by Tom Wedge. We met by God's providence back in the eighties. Tom Wedge, we met him. He just took favor to us and, and brought me into the police academies on occult crime uh, field trainings and deaf tech SWAT team. All these places he took us and trained us and helped us learn. In the overall, the kind of uh, cases like Jeffrey Dahmer or like uh, Richard Ramirez and and many others. That book is a good, it was written, put out for law enforcement, law enforcement press. So it's a good beginning point. But um, here's the truth about Jeffrey Dahmer. When I'm at Def Tech SWAT team training area in Geneva years ago, Tom and Wedge brought in big, big notebooks that he just got, brought back from the Dahmer case. We began to look through, I began to just scour those notebooks while I was sitting in the class in between times. You had pictures in his apartment of a, of a altar, satanic altar built out of human bones of the, of the victims. You have a power cone that is just simply human skulls in a triangle shape. To, and that, what's that about? See, again, at law enforcement, what's that all about? Ooh, that's gruesome. That's terrible. You're right. He's got human meat in the refrigerator. You're right. Because demons are cannibalistic. They did, they don't only want blood and they want to so desecrate you, you know. They're, they're, you gotta understand it's not just the physics of getting in and getting on the side, manifesting and getting getting rights and places of power. But you gotta remember that nature wants to so blaspheme God, so strike out at God to to desecrate human being, to use them, to cannibalize them, um, that's what it's all about. Like in Mexico City with that ancient Aztec demon god that was once worshipped, look at the skull tower that just came out, they just found, right below Mexico City. Yeah. And and, and so are the, all, all of the archaeologists are down there digging, digging, digging. They don't realize the demon god, the demon, small g, demon god, that was there that required human sacrifices, and you're talking hundreds and, and thousands well, they found racks that had 140,000 skulls on it with the, with the Aztecs alone. But now they've found a new area. It's charged. It's all demonically charged. The demon never left. Just like Moloch and Baal, they never left. They're still there. And they're summoning. They're calling. The satanic synchronicity. They're, they're trying to draw you know, individuals you know, to that spot. They want the, the doorways opened again. They, they want it to reactivate. And if they can initiate people like in Chechen and get them to reopen and get them to begin to open the Nephilim architecture and all that stuff, then they're going to, they're going to go all the way. They, they, that's their nature. They're going to go all the way to that. So in the Dauber case, if you watched any, and I've watched every documentary I could find, read everything I could find on the you know Dahmer stuff. I even watched a documentary that was made a year or so ago with the actual law enforcement agent that was the interrogator that spent most of the most of the time with Dahmer. Right. Not not one word of the satanic altar. Yeah. Not one word of the skull power cone, whether they knew, knew what it was or, you know, not one word of the satanic literature all over. And then when David McGowan came out in his book, Program to Kill, he he put out what we believe, that he was clearly, has been confirmed, a multiple. He had sub-personalities. And a pe- federal, federal officer asked me this less than a year ago out of Pennsylvania when it came to the case we're dealing with. He, well, he says, how do, you, how do you interrogate one of these guys? I said, well, what I told the detective is if you interrogate the upfront person that uh, didn't actually do the crime, it's the because the way a personalities thing work, the personality that did the crime that is demonized, that is pro- trained, programmed, and, and they know how to do all the stuff in precision, 
they have all the memory. The upfront person does not. And so if all you do is interrogate the upfront, like, like a, like a Jeffrey, but, but inside of Jeffrey Dahmer were many other personalities, highly trained demonized personalities that understood how to summon demons, how to sacrifice blood, how to be guided by those demons to do what he did for years. And, and he was protected for years. Now they catch him. It's gruesome. It's ugly. Law enforcement deals with the crime aspect. But, but here's the problem with criminalistics and forensic psychology. Most every book, most every piece of literature I've read doesn't factor in, it's not in their grid to understand the motivation for the crime. The two girls, for example, here in a 35-minute drive from my home where they were slaughtered and left in the field. There's, there's a reason why they were killed on those ritual dates, the way they were killed, the bloodletting issue, the sexual issue. The guy, the German-speaking demonized cult part of this guy called in, Sheila. He called in wow. to a house where the law enforcement people had me. They actually had the phone lines tapped, and they recorded the entire conversation. The conversation was me engaging a highly Nazi-esque, highly trained in the languages and, and rituals, and, and kept, he kept yelling at me. Hey, we had to we had to purify his blood and went over and over and over all these concepts. Now the law enforcement guys there, they didn't understand what purifying blood means. Right. It means they gotta do a sacrifice, summon demons, and get those demons from that sacrifice to come back into that main chosen, you know, satanic chosen one to to charge up his blood and, and to make him whole satanically again. That's why they did the that's why those two girls were slaughtered. That's the motivation of their abduction. And, and and why they did that. Now, in the Jeffrey Dahmer case, just quickly to say this. If we were going to investigate that, then we would have to immediately, instantly look at family members. How did Jeffrey Dahmer become a satanic, ritually abused multiple himself? That had to begin. So, so that begins in childhood. In 99% of the time, you look at the immediate mother-father aspect, grandfather-grandmother aspect, and then you look at the larger web of 20, 30 other people involved that know him, and, and, and he's been in meetings, and he's been in places. And so the whole thing, the whole depth of it is missed. Good that they got him out of there, but overall, the broader, larger, bigger, ongoing picture um, is untouched. Right. Essentially what happened there, I mean, you don't just suddenly wake up one day, you have a normal all-American upbringing, normal childhood, and then just wake up one morning and decide you want to eat people. Oh, I think I'm going to become a serial killing cannibal. You know what I mean? I mean, this is just doesn't make sense, does it? Yeah. You're, you're, I mean, it's never been a concept in my mind, that's for sure. But, you know, I mean, as a hunky kid, you, you know, my parents, my grandparents came from Yugoslavia. So we went to all the, the big barbecue, you know, lambs and chickens and all that, you know, at the big Croatian parties. Okay, that's just, that's normal. I mean, that's just what happens. I mean, no different than a pig roast for bikers or whatever. But when you talk about, and again, I'm going to specify the ancient brotherhood, inseparably connected to what was called by the German Nazis, the Black Flame. That's the deep sorcerer-oriented, master race-creating, deeply demonically. Uh, I mean, these are the Chaldeans. These are the like in Daniel's day, the the high-level experts, the maguses, the sorcerers. So these are the ones that know who they are. Like at Bohemian Grove, those those guys in the hoods, the people that were able to draw all these world-renowned political, you know, how did who has the power to bring all those people in? Yeah. Um, so 
we're talking they're the ones that know the stuff. They're, and so for every a satanic ritually abused individual, 50 million worldwide, 100 million when you do all four generations now, and growing, by the way, and there's a reason for that, but just to say that it, it has to occur in a bloodline generational level. Counterfeit to the bloodline generational Jesus being fully human. Look at the genealogies of Jesus all the way back to Adam. Bypassing Nephilim tribes, demonized, cannibalistic you know, tribes, and um, he's pure human. God comes in, in pure human flesh to be the God-man. Uh, whereas the other side also, this is why I, my opinion, strong opinion, the Antichrist is not somebody who becomes that. He is, he is um, bloodline for that. And it's not Benai Elohim coming down to engage women, a woman. It will be the fallen cherub himself, which I believe has already occurred, through a prepared woman bloodlined all the way back to Sumer. Um, so counterfeit to the bloodline of, 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 of humanity in Christ to Adam comes the counterfeit, the anti-Christ, the instead of, the replacement, comes um, homo satanus, Satan in human skin. Now, all of the SRAs worldwide know this. They're part of a system, Sheila, that acknowledges they are created to be the Ubermann. They are the created to be the, like Himmler said, Himmler's quote is, and anybody can find this on the web now, when he referred to the master race, which is spiritually selected, specifically bred to backbreed to the Nephilim to create God-men, small g, right? His thing was, we're going to do this. Their goal, you know his numbers? His goal was, if we could but create 200 million of these soldiers, we could not only conquer the world, but maintain and rule the world for a thousand, for, you know, a Reich, a thousand years. So we've got to understand that's directly Hell's Kitchen's agenda revealed in scripture, unveiled by God saying, this is what that side's going to do. You know, it's not that God doesn't just say, here's who Satan is, here's what his nature is. Here's what demons do. Here's the methods in our warfare. That's all good. We, we need that. But the big massive part missing in prophecy conferences and prophecy books is the biggest part of prophecy. What exactly sequentially is that side going to do developmentally in the world, and how are they going to bring it about? So satanic ritual abuse worldwide, here's what we need to redefine, and this is what we need to re recategorize this change everything. Satanic ritual abuse is the tools they use to create a satanically demonized, spiritually charged God, man, or woman, um, small g, to create a satanic chosen one. So the, what we have right now is four generations since the late 40s of satanic ritually abused, MPD, DID, whatever phrase that they want to use now, but that's not what they are. That's the process. What they are is what spiritually was given in, in the late 1930s, develop a master race of super soldiers who will be able to be faster, stronger, quicker, um, the, troops, the troops of Antichrist. That's what, that's what they are ultimately. When I think of demonized weapons in terms of these, these multiples, I mean, NASA, DHS, DARPA, they show, well, I call it the weaponization of demons, but that's not what their literature says. But I mean, essentially, look at Michael Aquino, these remote viewers, the astral projecting, the psychic power, it's all kind of culminating together. And now they just need to weaponize it into these super soldiers. That's kind of where the AI, which by the way, uh, at the end of the program, I want you to talk about this new series you're doing on the AI. But that's really the piece to make this thing work, isn't it? Oh, it, well, it is. We have to step back 
because the NSA, DIA, all these groups, CIA, they don't have it in their grid. I said that in Dallas the last time. Uh, when we were in um, Montana with Steve Quayle, you know, a few years back on this whole thing, what most people don't realize is at that conference, it was packed out to the gills and great, great things occurred. So many people got saved, baptized, helped. I sat on a stage doing deliverance stuff for five hours straight. And I still don't think, I feel bad because many people didn't get what they needed. Um, we needed more time. But I leave the next day to go on the plane and sitting behind me, a, a, a girl reaches up and taps me. Says, oh, hi, Mr. Dizdar. We were just at the conference. I turn around, black-haired girl, and I, very nice, friendly person. I, well, who are you? Well, I'm a soldier from Maryland. And and Sheila, she looks at me to where the person sitting next to her, the guy, can't see this. She makes her eyes like look over there, look over there, engage him. Weird. It was just like I mean, I knew what she was trying to communicate to me. So I looked over to him. I said, well, who are you? And he goes. He tells me his name. He's from the Defense Intelligence Agency. He was at the conference that we talked Stephen to doing. He was there to observe, to see. Now, we talked quite a bit on the plane. When we got to Chicago, he followed me and, and talked to me longer. He actually gave me his card and said, if we ever wanted to, you know, any help or if there's anything they can do. He was being very friendly, but here's the issue. In the 1940s, G.H. Hester Books came out with a book that talked about the, the weaponization of splitting and programming subpersonalities and soldiers. Now, he didn't bring out, because there was a, you know, they kind of sanitized the spiritual side of this for a while anyway, but that's 1947. They were already, they already knew, anybody can read the literature, it's not mine, they already knew how to split human personality and program sub, like, like shooter assassins, sub-personalities that could be uh, spies that can go in and spy, uh, or go into groups and, and sow disinformation and discord. So we already know that this is way beyond the little bit of information of, of MK Ultra and all that. So what we have to do, I go back to scripture to say, hey, in the grade of scripture, here's what God shows us they're going to do, what they're going to accomplish. Like I already know Armageddon's going to occur. In scripture, God's not the one that causes, nor does he simply allow Armageddon. You got to understand the, the, the rights that Satan has rights wherever he finds, wherever he gets the rights. That's why he's the God of this age, said Corinthians 4, 4, for now anyway. If he gets rights in millions and millions of individuals, and by the way, the spiritual agenda of the dark side, Revelation 12, is to assimilate 7 billion people, at least in a deception side of it. But what most have never heard a sermon on, the troops of Antichrist, it's all over the book of Revelation. It's in Revelation 19.19. The largest military, the most advanced militaristic system in human history will gather around Israel, around Jerusalem for one reason, to raise their weapons into the sky. Planetary defense weapon systems, Stargate-type weapon systems, all of this development, I believe, is inspired by the dark side for future use. And those soldiers in the future that we can already look at now, future history in, in Scripture, CIA, DIA, NSA, they can't do this. It's not in their grid. They can crunch the numbers, do the analytics. You can even go to the dark side and try to get the demons collectively synchronizing to try to look into the future. But because they're fallen and finite, they're not God. Not even collectively do they scratch the surface of the infinite God who's beyond the future, beyond the past, in the present, uh, all at the same time. I mean, we're talking God in comparison. So the, the physics, the math between God being infinite, immeasurable, immortal, Portal with finite demons, though more powerful than humanity, and this this grid around the world of Satan uh, to develop what he's going to develop. Yeah, 
he will he will deceive billions. It will lead to the most horrific slaughtering of human beings to the point of three billion um, and extinction level events of humanity and environment because of that dark side deception. I, I, I it's hard for me. I wish I could just teach straight for eight hours on, on the subject <laughs> yeah. because it is you know prophecy is the intel that God gives in advance to say, here's who it is, here's what they're doing, here's how they do it, and here's what they're actually going to accomplish. The Antichrist will get here, the false prophet will get here, the abyss will be opened, Armageddon will occur. But even prior to that, the white horse is just the initial unleashing. The red horse event, which you and I both know, the conferences you've been at, I've asked again and again, 99.9% of all believers in in 85 conferences in 10 years that I've been at, not one has heard a sermon on the red horse. Not one knew what the content of the message. You know what the red horse is? Black awakening. It is is the content. See, when, when this former CIA, Fort Bragg, Psy Warrior, chosen one, sat at a lake next to me to explain him to me, telling me, Russ, you, the world, you guys have no idea what we're plowing. You have no idea how far we are in. You have no idea how deeply connected we are globally. You have no idea how many of, 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 of us there are. You have no idea who we really are. That's when they refer to the coming chaos to collapse United States, Europe, to collapse all the systems so that a new order can rise. That's Masonic. That's Luciferian. But it's also, it's also unveiled by God in Scripture in a precise um, way. So the Red Horse message, at some point in history, but when the initial release of the Antichrist behind the scenes, anyway, immediately a global tsunami occurs. Peace, the Greek word arene, is taken out of the world. It's, It's removed instantly. Arene, anybody can study the Greek, biblical Greek word, means the, the, the presence of the peace of God in the sense of se- the cessation of hostilities. I mean, peace. So that is moved out of the world instantaneously on a global level. And then it says this causes people to begin to slaughter one another. And, and here's where the mistake of every, and there's only been four or five writers, prophecy writers on the subject. And they're all incorrect in this sense. They all just say, well, that's war. War breaks out. No, they're wrong. The Greek word used there is svadzo, not the pale green horse later on in that same chapter where, you know, maybe, you know, 2.5 billion people are dead and war, famine, pestilence, and the beast of the earth are the tools by which that occurs. Well, that's the Greek word for direct warfare. Whereas in the red horse, svadzo, uh, a, a quick Koine Greek lookup, and it's it's used concerning animal butchery, like taking those, you know, like a chopping tool and chopping up the animal, and it's an animal ritual sacrifice. So the term comes from animal, brutal animal, bloody, ritualistic, you know, sacrifice in a sense. So the Red Horse event is a global unle- removal of peace and then and an instant release. Who are those who are going to kill tens of millions of others? And svadzo them, slaughter them, kill them brutally, kill them ritualistically. You know what that Saiwari told me back in the in, in the early 90s, sitting at that lake? 
Russia have no idea that when this occurs, it'll be coordinated by a release, you know, synchronized by a release of, of ritual demonic presence on a global scale. The triggering itself will be demonic. It'll be like an inverted Pentecost, a, a reverse, uh, a counterfeit to the real Pentecost. It'll be an unleashing of, of demonic powers as never before uh, seen in human history that will trigger all of the chosen ones, which at this point I would estimate 50 million intact. Wow. Eliminating the fourth generation, which might be 10, 12, 15 year olds. Um, let's just say 20 million. 20 million Jareds, 20 million homes, 20 million VTech shooters demonized. And the only way to stop them is to put them down because the programming which is completely, uh, they've been trained, they've been programmed, and that programming is just charged and makes them electrified, and you know, that they only have one thing to do. Then they're demonized. Demonic power on the programming, and the programming, they only have one thing. Do all the random killing, and then go find the targets they're supposed to eliminate, too. Wow. In any event, it sounds like a red horse of revelation bloodbath. I mean, this really is the the Fourth Reich, the coming of the New World Antichrist Order, really. I mean, I've always kind of thought of all these demonized hitman hybrid assassins as being given a trigger word, kind of like a Manchurian candidate. But you've had a lot of time to process through a scenario. You wrote a book about it, The Black Awakening. What is a potential scenario that we could be looking at here, Russ? Well, you know, you know the story that we hear about in Florida where the demonized man was on top of the other guy eating his head. And the, and the law officer had to, first he commanded and commanded and he wouldn't stop, just growled at him and kept eating the guy's head. And so the law officer shot once, he emptied his clip, you know, his magazine yeah. to, in order to stop a demon. And I don't know who that demonized man was, but it wasn't bath salts, it wasn't drugs. They did the autopsy. Um, it was demonization. Yeah. Now, that's not in the grid of criminalistics and forensic psychology. Now, the law officers that I know that see this kind of thing, they know that it's demonic. Now, take that guy that was eating the head of the other guy, and you couldn't stop him. And then add that to a VTech shooter. Here's what I what we have seen. I have, I have talked to sub-personalities who've been split, programmed, trained as a programmed assassin. That's all they're. That's all they're supposed to be. You know, be used for. So, what's that going to look like? Well, think in terms. Of, this is more ugly. This is uglier than ISIS. The people that are programmed to do what they're going to do, and then demonized, they're going to svadzo. They're going to be released by the, I believe, by the millions, multi-continental. I don't know if it's going to be all in one week or, you know, over a period of weeks or all in one day or whatever, you know. But just think in terms of the United States because they're in every city. They're in every location by design. Why are they? And that's what I started asking back in the 90s. Why are they in every single city? Why are there hundreds of them? Why is there, you know, a few thousand of them in Cleveland, you know, uh, Chicago, you know, every city we've been to. I mean, we've already done the, we already did the research. It's, they're in every single city in the United States. And we found out they're here by design. They're placed. There is a satanic ritual coven that knows how to split program, demonize, do rituals in every single city in the United States since the 50s. It is the tares, the idea of the biblical revelation of the tares, the evil one comes at night. As the kingdom of God advances, as believers, you know, people are getting saved worldwide and the development of the kingdom, well, behind that comes the evil one at night in the secrecy, in the, uh, where nobody can see, you know, so Jesus un already ripped open the veil to say, here's, here's what's going to be going on as this good kingdom of God, saving, healing, delivering, you know, develops all over the world. Um, behind the scenes comes one doing a counterfeit to the real kingdom to develop a counterfeit system. So 
And here's the good news. The only way we can know that, barring what God did with Ezekiel to take him in, create a hole into the cavern, take him through, and right to the faces of the perpetrators. That's the good news. God will do that and has done that. But biblical prophecy does the same thing. It rips open a veil that no, no one else anywhere else can give us. And show us exactly what, and so that's why when we when I look at biblical prophecy, that's my grid. That's how I know the world's going to be shaped, moved in that direction before all hell breaks loose and the restrainers removed. Before that occurs, there has to be. You cannot have that, Sheila, without the Luciferic system, which would be political, economic, military, techno giants linked on a global scale, unless that new order is already in place, unless the Antichrist has already been born and he's alive and ready to go, unless the false prophet is already operative underground, they all have to be in place globally before they rise. Um, The Greek word is anabano, Revelation 13. When the collapse and the anarchy and the bloodshed all occurs, here's what they told me. Here's what a, a Fort Bragg CIA person that claims, you know, claims all this, and we spent seven years with this individual, and then since that time, hundreds of others. Um, here's what they said. Russ, you have, you know, we're not going to destroy America. We're going to collapse it so that we can acquire it, so that we can take it over. We need the weaponry. We need the system. We need the money. Uh, that's true in Europe, too. So the new order who plots the chaos, it's not random, who's going to plot by design the collapsing the removal of as uh, they're going to try to remove as many resistors like you and me as possible. You're already target. I mean, here's the truth: if if you understand the underground uh, underground system, and I, and this is true with these undergrounders, when they are released to kill and slaughter, which gonna look it's gonna look like thousands of people out just cu- like killing and slaughtering randomly. That's that's part of it. It's going to happen. That's going to happen to bring everything down because what they do is they call it. It's almost like a global public ritual in which the slaughtering, the fear, the it's almost like a real ritual in which um, they raise the fears and the terror and the bloodshed. And so that opens up a culture wide, a national wide doorway for even more demonic presence. Well, you know, we've already been getting acclimated to that rust through look at Ferguson you look at these Black Lives Matter, these demonstrations, these rallies, the violence, the cop killings. I mean, we're slowly already getting acclimated like the frog in the boiling water scenario, aren't we? Yeah. Well, and, and I would say this. We are not only beyond, we're at the point where the frog has been cooked. <laughs> <laughs> we're at the point where uh, the frog and the kettle approach over the last 30 years specifically. In my my research, I go back to the 1930s with Alice Bailey. So I believe there's been like an 80-year you know development of the actual factual boot you know I mean prophecy boots on the ground occurrences to where we're there. The only thing in my view left is the removal of the restrainer because I believe the Antichrist the entire order the new order is already in place and that what we're seeing is small eruptions, because if you take that frog and you slowly cook it until it finally dies, of course, <laughs> and you keep the water boiling and then pieces of it's going to start coming apart. That's where we're at. That's where I'm saying we're at. We're at the point where everything's coming apart. Yeah. We're at frog soup. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's sad to say, but I, you know, I've said for years, the phrase I've used the phrase the dark side is it's bulging at the seams to get out. They yeah. want out. They want to go. But here's the good news. The sovereign 
hand of God, infinite, without any strain. Second Thessalonians 2, the restrainer, the kata echo. He is, it's just simply, and again, people can debate all day, is that the Holy Spirit, is that an angel? It doesn't say either way. It just says he, the restrainer, who does he hold back? He holds back one singular individual. He holds back, he restrains with superior force. That's the picture. With superior force, he holds back that which is pressuring, that which is bulging, that which is pushing. The apocalypse of anthroposonomos, the mm-hmm. unveiling of the man of lawlessness. So the one singular thing the restrainer does is hold back the Antichrist. By doing that, he holds back everything that's included, the chaos the global financial food chain collapse, the destruction of 2.5 billion people through war, pestilence, famine, and the therion, the hybrids, the coming hybrids of the earth, the beasts. That's all held back by the hand of God for one, one singular purpose. It's in prophecy, Second Peter chapter 3. The only reason that's being done for the greater salvation, that God's not willing that anybody perish, that um, that he's not willing anybody, he wants everyone to come to repentance. So the, this long-suffering of God means one thing, the salvation of more people. God's in control of uh, the deepest, darkest, most powerful advance of the collective dark side for one reason, he wants to save people. And yet, when he, the restrainer, is removed, that's, again, the picture, it's instantaneous. Then all of what has been held back, all of that which is bulging, which is which is already, you know, packed at the gates in a sense. Nobody's going to stop it. No earthly military. Um, that's why I'm saying in the NSA and all those places, they don't have the good to see it, let alone the fact that, let's, let's just say this secretly, okay, that they most likely have been infiltrated and have the kind of operatives that I'm talking about in and among them. That are going to hurt them. They're going to they're going to be sabotaged. They're going to be within U.S. military within within all of this when all hell breaks loose and then all of a sudden they want to send out law enforcement, send out the SWAT teams, send out the military and all. You've heard about this. This has already happened in in, in the Middle East where you have soldiers dressed like us and then they turn around and throw a grenade in a tent. I believe within U.S. military and law enforcement all the way through all the systems they already have placed among them sleepers. When all this breaks loose. And when all the good people do want to get out there and do the right thing to stop this, sabotage, they're going to be shot in the back. Oh, my goodness. Well, people, has your head exploded yet? Wow. Well, the good news is God's in control. He's holding back hell's kitchen. You're talking about this big, bulging nightmare. Well, Jesus said in Matthew 24, you cannot compare it to history. It's not going to be like anything else. It's going to be so much bigger, broader, global, horrific human extinction. But the good news is for Christians that God's in control of this mess. Well, it, exactly. I mean, there's strainers. Here, here's, a, here's a good point. When you look at the book of Revelation and you see under the, uh, the judgments, when all of a sudden the wrath of God is revealed, there's a point at which the soul's martyrs, it gives a picture of souls under the altar praying, God, how long you know, are you going to let this go on? And you know that what I'm talking about, where they're praying. So here's the neat thing. There's prayers that have gone up that the angel takes, mixes it in the golden bowl, and the fire and everything else, and all of a sudden, straight from the center, the throne, 
That's that's big in the book of Revelation. That goes all the way to the Old Testament. It, the throne, the centrality of the locality of God has never changed. The throne by which we go before the throne of grace for we as believers. But from that very throne, unleashed straight by the hand of an angel, by the instruction of God, is a release of such judgment on the beast kingdom. But it's intertwined with the prayers of the saints. Our prayers have a lot to do with what's going to be happening. We don't just look at this like it's a movie we saw and we're just watching it. We are in it. Um, that's why we we must become as strong as we can now. Everything we've been given, authority and armor, and all that is more than sufficient to enter into all of this and yet become, you know, still reach people and do what we're supposed to do. God's not off the field. Even when all hell breaks loose, God's not off the field. Look what happens in the book of Revelation. He strikes it down. He strikes him down. He, he hits the beast kingdom again and again and again um, until finally, uh, obviously, uh, Revelation 19, when, he's, when we— uh, the new immortal race are descending with Jesus in the visible return. By that time, there's there's no believer left on earth anyway. And look what happens. He's coming to make, you know, judge and make war on what's there. The largest military system in human history. Now, that's going to take years to develop, and we're in those years. That's why we would say now, for those who recon this show, for super soldiers and, and the perps and the others, the ones behind this show that will listen to it, we would pray that God... Sheila will join together in prayer. We would pray together that God would, in extraordinary and supernatural ways, break their demonic stuff, break their programming, break through to them, save them, heal them, deliver them, and bring them out. Even as they listen to this, whenever they listen, our prayers join together. The hand of God will reach out, and may God save in extraordinary ways and deliver people out in Jesus' name. Amen. And that is why salvation in Jesus is so important. That's the only answer. All other roads lead to dead ends. Russ, in the dwindling moments, give out your website and you have an open mic for the next three minutes, sir. Talk about your upcoming series. I know you've got a great series, the AI one. You finished remote viewing. Want to have you back and do a show on that. That is fascinating. Open mic for you, sir. Three minutes, go. Oh, sure. Thank you very much. And we appreciate it. Uh, Sheila, thank you so much. We, um, yeah, shadowthedarkness.net is the main website. I have like five others, but that's the main thing. From there, you'll get everything. You'll see the slide presentation of the new AI, uh, the spirit in artificial intelligence, the new techno hybrids. Um, so I'm doing a five-day, just kind of skimming the surface, you know, getting into it. Uh, I do believe it's part of the overall issue of Nephilim, the quest for it anyway. I just got done doing, I think, a seven-day, eight-day um, on remote viewing, an update on remote viewing, astral projection, and the spiritual warfare that's behind that. Because every single satanic ritually abused person worldwide, that's the process. Every satanic chosen one that is to become a warrior, they can all project out. That's part of their warfare. By demonization empowerment, they can all project out to do warfare against real believers. Uh, we need to know what to do with our authority and how to target that. So on shadowthedarkness.net, there's the presentation of the series that we're doing. Uh, right below that slide presentation, you'll see where it says www.siucrimes.com. The SIU unit is simply, um, we don't do everything publicly on that, but it's a team. Um, and, and ultimately, prayer warriors, soul winners, 
but we target the underground issues and it involves investigative stuff and it involves a great passion to see the dark side perpetrators exposed and we're in cases all over the place and we're having a massive conference on this with uh, the former SEALs with Hagman with uh, other law enforcement agents with uh, human trafficking specialists in November Canton, Ohio just again look for all that information on shatterthedarkness.net and and um, you'll uh, you'll see all that we're doing and uh, you know there's a ton hundreds of hours on all of what we just talked about audios training stuff it's all free and so just get it download it and listen and, and and go from there well there you have it folks thank you so much russ for coming on the program today thank you for your time thank you for your ministry and do come back and see us again real soon blessings thank you sheila thank you well you heard it there folks and i've got the links in the descriptions russ's main website is shatterthedarkness.net and the shatter intervention investigation unit is siiu crimes all one word dot com that's siiucrimes.com. Russ and I will see you all in Canton, Ohio in November. Boy, oh boy, you don't want to miss that. Like you said, Hagman's will be there. Veterans, Navy SEALs. We're hoping to see Craig the Sawman Sawyer. Craig said he would come on my show, so I'm really also looking forward to that very soon. He's a busy, busy man. So keep watching for the dates on that. That'll be on Russ's website. And lastly, this is a listener-supported show that is dependent on the generous donations of the listeners. Go to my Patreon account, and you can become a partner and supporter of this ministry for a couple of bucks a month. It's a cup of coffee. Go to weekendvigilante.com. There's a banner that will come up. Become a patron today. That is a monthly donator for as little as a couple of dollars a month. And I appreciate that, and I look forward to seeing you again real soon. Good night, and God bless you.